Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches. And honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash betches. Welcome back, everybody, to Not Another True Crime Podcast. I'm Sarah Levine. And I'm Danny Murphy. We're your partners in wine, crime, and time. And you might think we're going back in time this week because we are covering <laughs> a case, a crime, a cult that we did a few years ago, but there's updates in 2022 and also a new documentary out that uh, we wanted to, so we wanted to bring it back up because there's some resolution now-ish. Yeah, 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 yeah. I guess so. And also just because, like, I remember when this one first came out, it was truly, I think everyone was just so confused around it because it really is a confusing, not in its practice, but just in, like, how it went down. Completely. Everything like that, you know what I mean? And I want to say it leaked, it all didn't leak, but it really came to head from, as so many things do in a huge New York Magazine, The Cut article. As they all do. It broke down, but it wasn't, they weren't in the documentary. Yeah, I was kind of surprised by that. The documentary is on Peacock. It's called like... Sex Lies in the College Cult. Okay, there you mm-hmm. go. I was like, Sex Lives with College Kids? That's, that's not it, but like kind of similar. It is weird. They kind of did like a sex, drugs, and rock and roll pun yeah, for a crime that's documentary. so true. I kind of was like, oh, okay. People yeah, are making choices. I mean, I yeah, it's funny because I texted you and I definitely was like, I don't always catch the names of everybody the I'm, the first time they come on screen, and by that I mean I never do because I'm probably texting. Um, <laughs> Chirons are hard, right? So I saw that they had a um, a reporter, and I was like assuming it was the one from New York Magazine, mm-hmm. and then like midway through I'm like, wait, no, it's from the Daily. This is it's from this girl from the Daily Beast, and like I love the Daily Beast, but they did not. Break, break this story exactly i know i feel like it was a weird selection of people used for this one yeah but um it is also because i mean so much i think it's weird because i feel after this cult came to light so many outlets were covering it but it never got like really national attention i want to say because i feel like, i was even talking to my friends about this a lot of them didn't know about 
Larry Ray or this cult or how Sarah Lawrence, I mean, the college, not involved. I do not <laughs> want to get sued from them because they already released their statement about it. But I know, how, they were pissed. Where this all was formed and everything like that. I mean, that is fair because it is even on the, because when I, the Sarah Lawrence, I just like went to like the Wikipedia page for the college after just because I was curious about like amount of students and stuff. And there is a part in the wiki now. Danny was going to apply. I almost did. Back in, well, it's so weird. I almost applied and I would have gone to school around the time when this was all happening. Um, but what stopped me from applying is that like, on the, not on their brochure, because I guess they wouldn't advertise this, but when looking it up, it is like the most expensive college in America. Wait, I thought that was uh, American. I think they probably go neck and neck. Wow. Because I remember being like, huh? And then they're like, because you get really like small, you have someone just like, to like advise over you all the time. And I'm like, okay, I also don't want that in college. Yeah. And I'm not also not going to pay like $80,000 to have someone like be like, so how are you feeling about your classes? I'm like, mm, oh my God. just give me my diploma. Right, just like leave me alone and let me vibe. <laughs> just let. And by that, I mean, get drunk. I, ex- exactly. And Sarah Lawrence, I mean, Yonkers it actually is gorgeous up there. And you could see that a little bit in the campus too. I forgot that it was in Yonkers. I always thought it was like a little bit more remote. It doesn't strike as a Yonkers. I feel like they should like, I <laughs> it know. It doesn't, right? It doesn't. But you know what the thing is? I mean, and people are like, land the plane and get to the crime. Yonkers is actually gorgeous too. I like Yonkers. So shout out to anybody who was in Yonkers. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> land the, Oh, I would say land the blimp, but you weren't here for the Lou Perlman episode. <laughs> yeah, I was kind of like, what is that reference? But I'm just going to go with it. La- yeah. <laughs> Well, land the plane is just when someone, it's the story of my life because I never know. Yes, to, when you're like, please end this. Please end this, yeah. <laughs> but okay, so a little back story of Larry Ray before we get into our thoughts on the documentary. Just in case you guys might be new listeners, are you like, because we did this episode in like right a kickoff of pandemic 2020. So like, if you forgot oh, we man. did this, we also kind of did too. So we're all in it together. Yeah, seriously. He was born in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, 1959. Um, he was the kind of guy who like spouted a lot of bull, but there was usually a whiff of truth, just enough to keep people's attention. That was kind of the synopsis that was from the cut article. That's what a lot of people said that he was kind of like that smoke and mirrors, loud talking person, but it was like on Brooklyn, forget about it. Like totally (laughs) to a T literally moonstruck the movie, just kind of that energy. But you, people who get away with doing stuff like that, they have like an inch of truth in their reality. So we were like, okay, it kind of makes sense. Uh, he was able to kind of work his way up. He worked in Wall Street in the 80s, even though he didn't go to college. He was a consultant. Which that's, I'm sorry, that is a scamming profession. It is. Do you get paid to tell people what to do? I mean, that's I... That's also my dream. Same, but like, <laughs> I do that for free. Oh my God. I know. And, uh, <laughs> and also, I think it's one of those things where it's like, I feel, and anybody who like does consulting may correct me if I'm probably wrong, it's kind of like you get paid to say like, okay, we'll do this, but that's just my opinion. That's just me. So if you do it, not my fault. So like, you know no, what I mean? No, totally. If it goes it's south, like when I give advice to people. Yeah. I'm like, well, you should absolutely like completely fucking torch this relationship. But like, I don't know. That's just me. That's what I would do. Yeah. It's my prerogative. <laughs> so yeah, he did a lot of that energy. You know, he owned some clubs, just kind of really hopped around making money, trying to move in money. Did you say he owned a lot of clubs? I'm like, oh, big scammer energy. In Scotch Plains, New Jersey, which is actually Scotch Plains is chic, but yeah, so he owned a a club there. Do people club there? 
I I feel. Are we adding to the club in Scotch planes, <laughs> guys? Bow, the bow, party bow, bus is like, leaving. Right? Oh my god! I feel it probably. Maybe back then it was more of a clubbing energy, but I don't think Scotch planes is really the nightlife bustling scene that. That's kind of what I was thinking. The Malibu Club it was hoping for. Uh, he also <laughs> was in the uh, Air Force for 19 days. That was so funny, too, because in the documentary, they were like, yeah, he was in the military for 19 days and then was discharged. And it's like, what what did you do? Like, right. immediately, you didn't even last three weeks. Because that's the thing. Usually they like to keep you going if they can for something. Yeah, I know. Right. Right. Yeah. So what, <laughs> what did you think about how they talked about his upbringing in the documentary? Or like his past? Like how... I. Like being friends with Rudy Giuliani All and that like, stuff. yeah, yeah, yeah. And kind that, of in the- like Mikhail Gorbachev. I was like, oh man, I need to go back to my US, uh, not even US history. I need to go back European to my world history, history class. Yeah. I don't understand how the, you mean to tell me the president of Russia was flying a domestic flight or like not domestic, but like not private. Not, I know that was also What's the, the word like, for that. Uh, I'm blanking. Commercial. Commercial. He was, I was like, he was flying commercial. Like, I find that hard to believe. I, yeah, I know. I, it kind <laughs> of uh, was interesting sense, but I feel they didn't, um, like, parts that they were missing. And I feel like they, because they kind of just like, he knew Gorbachev, but then, like, didn't say how, but it's because he became friends with his longtime interpreter. Yeah. <clears throat> so, kind of like that details and stuff like that. So, I think it could, I feel like it was hard. And also, I think it got, also got to a point, too, where, in the documentary, I much preferred them just more so talking about not his entire, like, Rolodex history, and more so about, like, the stuff that he was doing. Yeah, for sure. So, but yeah, he, it, we, it is weird that he had, like, this political, military, in-and-out background going on. Yeah, I feel, I mean, it gave me bad vegan, like, vibes, because... yeah. What's his name? Did the Saint Anthony? I forgot that guy's name already. So. Yeah. And honestly, for the best. Um, yeah, he also had, like... Oh, I'm like ex-military. Like he was either like a Marine or a Navy SEAL or pretended to be. And I feel like those are the people that like everybody is like, okay, those guys. I mean, not that other military members are not like the shit, but I feel like the Marines and the Navy SEALs, everybody is like, like them, you know? Oh, exactly. Yes, 100%. Before we jump into the main topic of the documentary, this fucking sketchy, awful cult. Yeah. He was he he had some legal issues before this. Yes. So there was he was kind he was like an FBI informant and um and he was using that as his own cover up in a securities fraud scheme. Yes, that was like so funny cuz he was like, yeah, wait, no, I know about this thing and I'm going to tell on yeah. I'm going to tell you all about it and then like midway through the FBI is like, "Wait, you're you're doing the scheme." Like, "What? No, you can't." No. It sort of was like Scooby-Doo taking the mask off the bad person. They're like, wait, it's you. I Literally, it, it was so funny. Um, but also, I feel like we need to mention, too, because this is really relevant. So in 1995, Larry met uh, Bernie Carrick, who was oh, yeah. at the time an NYPD detective who later went on to uh, become director of the Department of Corrections Investigative Division. Mm-hmm. And then later, the police commissioner. And he was also... Um, in this documentary. He was. Yeah. So I feel like that was like a huge thing because because Carrick becomes this like huge, huge character in Larry's like delusions. 
delusional world and support and everything. And I think it would even set, I forget, I don't know if it's said under all of them, but I feel like every title, it also said like former friend of Lowry. And it's like, yeah, I don't think the people so who are funny. in this documentary about him are current besties. No, I mean, especially because the whole like documentary is like Larry claims this guy, uh, Bernie is after him. Um, yeah. And Bernie was even the one who introduced Larry to an FBI agent, which is how he became an informant on himself. Exactly. And how he was able to kind of be like one, keep the FBI one step behind everything like that. But there was also like a crime family, like one of the big crime families I thought was like involved in this scheme too, right? Like, yes. yeah, I thought it was the Columbos, but I could, I just could have made that up. Yeah, I, I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, what kind of life you lead that you like know these people and the president of Russia? <laughs> I, it's a lot of, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's a, he his, his dips his toes in a lot of different pools. Yeah. I guess it's always say. like, I'm surprised when like celebrities or like, reality stars from like bravo and mtv know each other and this kind of feels like that. I, right it's a glitch in the matrix you're kind of yeah, like how does this like, how, how does this work you? out right <clears throat> i'm like i can't even make a new friend like how are it's you hard. meeting they're probably doing the zog head sports. of a crime family <laughs> <laughs> gorbachev does zog sports he's a kickball boy <laughs> <laughs> oh my god but it's good you mentioned bernie uh because uh carrie because Larry, after he pled guilty and was sentenced to five years probation in 2003, he asked Bernie, like, help me get out of this conviction. It's like, between us. <laughs> he re- Yeah, he really tried yeah. to, like, have him use his connections. And Bernie was like, I'm no. not going to fucking do that, dude. Like, <laughs> no, like, yeah, like, no, no, thank you. After this all went down, unshockingly, Larry's wife, he was, he was married to a woman named Teresa. She was not in the documentary at all filed for divorce and soon after he and his daughter Talia because I don't think they didn't really touch on this either that much I feel like they kind of miss it the Talia and Larry accused Teresa of child abuse and there was a bunch of different (laughs) accusations made against Teresa and everything like that child welfare investigators said the claims were unfounded saying that Larry's kind of just manipulating the situation and everything like that so the court was like "Uh, Teresa you can have custody of the two daughters Batalia chose to stay with, uh, like, lived in youth shelters to be near her father instead of living with the mom. Yeah, I, that, that definitely, like, disturbed me that her yeah. daughter was, like, so loyal to him and I know. recruiting her friends to get abused by this man. Like, I, that was really hard to wrap my head around. I know. Well, now also, I mean, jumping all around, but, like, even how they chose not to charge her with anything because they're just like, oh, we don't even know what, like, what is going on here. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And they were just like, because also the person was like, it's just a daughter listening to her father. Like, that usually should not lead you to this road. Seriously. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, Good thing Instacart shoppers are just as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They're milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. 
Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. But yeah, the main topic, of course, of this documentary, because it's called Sex, Lies, and the College Cult, uh, got I mean, I guess that is the easier marketing name for it. It's not really a college cult. It's a fucking twisted sex I, abuse Yeah, cult. to me, it's like, I don't even know if it's a cult because there's no like religious element of it. Yeah. And like, it. I mean, it's convenient and like, it makes sense as a label, but yeah, like... I don't know. I feel like we've done a few cases that are sort of like a, like the French, I think, called like a folie à deux. Like it's sort Ooh. of, uh, it's it's not really like a religious movement like Lori Vallow or whatever. Um, no, exactly. It's just like everybody orbiting around this one narcissist. That's actually it, which is just, it's just a, a narcissistic man taking advantage of impressionable young people. Yeah, super crazy. So Larry actually had two daughters, uh, Talia and Ava, but Talia went to Sarah Lawrence. Um, and so to back up a little bit, in 2007, he was arrested for domestic violence against his girlfriend at the time. And because of this, he violated his parole and was like considered a fugitive. And so then in late September 2010, he was uh, released from prison for like violating his custody agreement because really? I think this was because he like wasn't supposed to take Talia anywhere and then he went to stay with her in like an on-campus dorm that she shared with seven housemates and this is already like uh, what because I remember one time uh when Uh-oh. I first moved to New York I was living with like three strangers you know Craigslist uh, how it goes away. yes and one of the girls was not from America and she was like hey could my dad like stay in my room for like a week and I'll sleep on the couch and I was kind of and we we're kind of like okay sure whatever um you know your dad's coming from Europe like flights are expensive I get it but then everybody else took it as an invitation to have their dad stay with us and what? I was like bro your dad is from Florida like he can afford an Airbnb this is yeah, like that's the thing if it's like you're like okay your dad's coming from Connecticut that's an hour yeah, exactly. he can drive back. <laughs> I was like I don't want all these grown-ass men living men living with us but so it's it like, it, that, that only works for Gilmore Girls. And even yeah. that, I would have been a little annoyed at Rory. Even though your mom is funny, I don't want her in my dorm room. Yeah, it definitely reminded me of that. Um, but at first, it seemed like decent because Larry kind of was like cooking and cleaning and like ordering expensive delivery for, the, for them and like telling them all these wild stories. And they just thought he was a cool dad. I mean. And I also feel that kind of was like from the tour I took at Sarah Lawrence, their vibe is really like, oh, let's just all chat. And like, oh, Uh we're having like round table discussion. So, and so much of it is like, you sit round table with like advisors who I'm sure are closer to Larry's age. So I wonder if that almost played a thing where they were like, oh, it's kind of just like we have constant discussions with like people who have lived life. You know what I mean? Okay, that's actually a really good insight because I feel like at my college, it was just like, yeah, you don't interact with interact with adults outside of your professors. Like what? No, besides the liquor store owner that you wink at when you hand them an ID that literally says like 
hi. Right. <laughs> Please, sir, may I have some the, more? Uh, exactly. The cafeteria worker who hands me, like, my shitty food or whatever. But, um, oh, God. My school but no, yeah, we weren't just, like, chilling with adults. Exactly. Ever. Yeah. But then it just, like, it got even more intertwined because Larry began to sort of advise many of the kids and, like, you would kind of use their histories of mental health problems and he also claimed that he had government training in mind discipline, which I don't even know if that's a real thing. Yeah. But it doesn't matter because he has no medical training. Right. That's the thing. I'm like, I don't know. That's I've never really heard of that as a training. Yeah. My what was it again? My, not mind control. Mind discipline. Yeah, that seems fake. Yeah. A hundred percent. That seems fake. Um, and then like he advised one girl to like broke up with her boyfriend and get him get her to sleep in his room at night to protect her and like then he was able to convince the roommates to come live in his new york apartment which they actually got the landlord of the apartment on the documentary too oh the former friend right yeah he was like it fucking took me like six years to get this guy out of my apartment and i think that was even pre-COVID. Like, there wasn't even yeah. an eviction moratorium then. I was like, damn. But, yeah, I mean, then he just kind of got more and more entwined in their life and, like, bought them expensive clothes and dinners and, like, held these group therapy sessions to uncover childhood traumas. But, like, the thing with that is that if you're not a licensed professional, people are going to unearth fake memories, and that's what happened. Mm-hmm. But then it got really dark because then when, like, they would make small mistakes, Larry would accuse them of trying to sabotage him. And he started making them write, like, fake, like, signed confessions of things they didn't do. And also what was so weird, too, and you see this in the documentary, like, he filmed so much of it, which, I mean... So much. That was, like, so disturbing. So I that's also, I mean, it goes without saying, major... It's not, it's very uncomfortable video to watch. So if you're not really that, I mean, if you're listening to this, it might not be as major a trigger for you, but it really was uncomfortable to watch. Um, and I think it was, it's one of those unfortunate moments, like those videos really did help solidify the case against him, but so disgusting that they existed. Well, mainly because it's what he was doing. I think this was kind of later on, but when people would try to like, not even leave the cult, whatever, but leave the room, like... He was, like, on top of this one girl, like, physically restraining her. He's a huge guy. And it was just really, like... And these people were really just not well. You could really just tell that they were not okay. And he was, like, physically restraining them and and making them, like, hit hit themselves or hit each other. Like, it was really weird. Yeah, it was really fucking bizarre. Yeah, it was, like, disturbing. Um, And then he also even, like, took an interest in their sexual behavior and, like told them to have sex while he watched just like really bizarre there was also like one kid who um was who was gay and larry was like no you're not gay and kind of forced him to have sex with like other people in this group and like in front of the group they made him yeah he made it very very uncomfortable in his quest for potential as he calls it yeah it was like super disturbing it's it's and it just and like the documentary really does go in on all of those details. They do a lot of dramatizations, which I don't. I know. This was just a thing of like, they didn't have enough. So they mm. did these dramatizations that were just honestly not necessary. Like, 
I don't need to see a bald guy stunt double like caressing some other woman. Like I get no. it, you know. And they were done like the way the dramatization. It almost was like you know when you're watched when you're doing like those like uh, work t- things of like anti, like um s- like password stuff and everything like that. Where it's like the people walking up like hello. I w-, I'm like what is the why is this happening? Yeah. No, it definitely reminded me of um, what's that? There's like one of those crime shows that always does those reenactments, and you're just like, I mean, all of them probably, yeah. but yeah. maybe Dateline. I was thinking even oh, like uh, like a snap, like an oxygeny too. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Where they're like throwing like Sprite. I'm like, what's happening? Yeah. Um, but they they did a lot of that. But the documentary did go really detailed on the kind of like pitfalls and everything of a lot of the victims that were going on. And it is kind of insane. Like um, just all the steps he did and even like all the financial money he got from them too. Yeah. Because there was definitely a point in the documentary because I know we covered this like a while ago, but I forgot honestly, because a big thing of Colts is like someone, the person at the top is like getting something out of it and usually Mm -hmm. it's financial and obviously there's the like narcissistic component but like it is pretty much chiefly financial. So there was a point where I was like, well, where, like what is he getting out of this aside from like the sick, twisted, I don't know, like uh, satisfaction of having these kids under his control and then I remembered and they told us in the documentary that he like kind of at some point moved them to this other house and had them start doing manual labor. Yes. And like, and like these are kids. And like basically give, do free reno for his house. That isn't even like his house or whatever, basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then he started basically getting them to like beg their families to loan him like hundreds of thousands of dollars, like tens of thousands. It was crazy. <clears throat> That's the thing he would say like, oh, you broke my equipment. I think that was the big word he would always say. Yes. Like, uh, my equipment is damaged. You owe me $47,000 now. Uh, go ask for it immediately, f- like, from your parents. And, like, they and literally like, thought that they did that this. Much. Like, come it's, on, man. It's a exactly, lawnmower. Like, what equipment are go you talking about? And also then it's, like, the hard thing with the parents who are, like, okay. Like, I, we don't, they don't know the, all the details of it where they're, like, okay, I guess my kid did break something. Like, I'm not going to. Well, they, they were also just afraid that the kids would cut them off. That's the hard thing, too, because Larry... Which they would do if Larry, like, asked them to. So I think that was really the big thing. Yeah, and yeah, that's the thing. He would say, like, like, all this, like, painting tape was, like, $10 and everything like that. And then... It's like, what could a banana cost, Michael? $10? (laughs) What could a backhoe cost, (laughs) $47,000? No, truly, his budgetary moments were beyond. Uh, And really, I mean, I feel like... I don't know how much, I don't think this was a ton in the cut article. Maybe they touched on a little bit, but they really run in on one of the uh, victims' names, and her name was in the documentary. So, but Claudia Drury. Yeah. Who, um, she was, Larry kind of, because like she, he said that she owed him so much money, he forced her into prostitution. That, yeah, like she had to become an escort. An escort and like would work for it. 18 hours a day yeah and he had her um like film this video where where i thought that she looked like either drugged out or sleep deprived because her eyes were not open and he had her confess to like trying to poison them 
Yeah, and like poison them to be closer to her. I think, and like it seemed like, and I mean, I think this is what they said, used as like Lowry, like in case, like breaking case of emergency tape to be like, no, I didn't. She tried to kill me. Like, look, because exactly, in this but video confession I have of her. But I think anyone with two brain cells to rub together could see that it was clearly coerced. Like he even asked her in the video, "You're making this of your own free will," but you can tell that she's not like. But that is such a common cult tactic of like having some kind of blackmail on people to make them afraid to try to leave. Exactly. And he made a website for her, too, for her escorting uh, work. And like, I think they said that she would work sometimes like with five different clients a day, no days off every day. She like made over two point five million dollars and all that money went to Larry Ray. Yeah. Holy shit. And it's just she, she was saying like if she ever like tried to leave or anything like that like he would threaten her saying that he could kidnap her and send her to another country and have her killed and everything like that it just is just was really really gruesome and painful and that she was one of the one person i know that um he made her and dan the guy who was struggling with his sexuality have sex in the living room in front of people yeah yeah which is awful Oh, God, it was so, so awful. And so she was one of the ones from the earlier times of the cult. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. And it is interesting, too, that they said that the cult kind of, like, it started to, like, fizzle out on its own, in a sense. Where they would kind of be like, yeah. the kids got to a point, like, Daniel just got up and left because he was just like, I think they reached a point where even it's interesting to the cult expert that they had in the documentary. She was like, the uh, yeah brain isn't formed until, like, you're really, like, 25 or so. So maybe when they got close to that age, they were like, what the fuck am I like? I I can't like the ability to leave kind of like register to them in a different way. Yeah, I don't know. And like a number of them had like attempted suicide. Yeah, I think a lot of them were just like, "This is enough." And there was that one girl who he, oh my god, this made me just I don't know want to throw something at my TV because there was one girl that he recruited because I think her brother was in the cult already and. She was in residency in California. And she went to Harvard undergrad, too. Yeah. So sad. And he basically, like, like they started off in this sort of long distance, I guess, phone relationship. Mm-hmm. And then he eventually convinced her because this guy, uh, Bernie, the NYPD commissioner, was after him. And he convinced her that, like, 
he was coming after um, anyone that he associated with. So he convinced her to like drop out of residency, move across the country to New York to live with him so he could like protect her. And she did it. And she got like just so horrifically abused. Mm -hmm. And meanwhile, in the documentary, Bernie was like, what? Like, (laughs) it just is so insane, like how that went down. And also the most insane part of that to me was his reach potential like he was able to get yes exactly this person not from like who was locked up under him or anything like that exactly like literally across the country it's mm-hmm. just and he also was having his girlfriend get involved Lara, because he had a girlfriend during like isabella uh yeah. who like was like the bookkeeper for claudia's work organizing a lot of the stuff and everything which uh is insane and also the, the doctor, the cold expert, which uh, John Jalayik, I believe was her name. She did say like everyone in a cult to some degree becomes a perpetrator, which like, I feel like yeah. that's a little hard once you start at the cult when you get, get like, you have no other way out. I understand what she means. I think you have to be like complicit in some way. They were all complicit. Like at one point, one girl was trying to block another girl physically from like escaping a room when she was clearly like having an episode and... You know, there's just all these sorts of instances where he pits them against each other mm-hmm. in order to just maintain control. It so it is just crazy, and I know that California. I think they they, they were the Rosario siblings, and her Felicia, right? Was yeah, the, yeah, and like she, he even like would like have her like go out and have sex with people and film some of it, and then he would set up cameras. He had her set up cameras all throughout her house because he was like, someone's watching you and everything. Crazy. It's so insane. What is uh, crazy too, before we get to like kind of the end resulting of all this is the way Claudia escaped was from one of her clients. Yeah, like she, didn't she tell them what was happening? She told one client and then I guess the first client she told might have went back to Ray so then she was tortured because of that. Like, oh, to Larry, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so she, so then, but she did that again. And the second client was able to get her out of the, not second, but the second person that she talked to about this was able to get her out of the city, apparently. So I'm that was like Respect. her only way out. I know. It was, God. The, the way that she is able to like, because she's just been through so fucking much. Like it is very, and she was able to testify and everything like that. And it's just such a bizarre, like, it's really just such a bizarre situation. Like, it's it's really hard to wrap your head around just yeah. how this could happen and, like, why this grown-ass adult was just destroying these, ch- like, kids. Not children, but, like, whatever. They're, like, young kids, adults. Yeah, like, for 19. fun. When this started, 18. Yeah. I feel like you when you're 18, you think you're an adult. Now, I look at an 18-year-old, I'm like, go to preschool. Like, you are a child. Go to preschool. You know nothing going on in the world. Like, literally... Literally, it's the Paramore song, Hold On To Hope If You Have It. Like, literally. Yeah, I know. It's it's just so, it's just so twisted and weird. And, like, I'm still just, I feel like I was up at night thinking about this. Like, oh, it's hard it, to. It lingers with you. Yeah. And the, um, other, the uh, veteran who had PTSD, who he would, like, try to just, like. Yeah. I don't, I don't even want to say treat unpack his PTSD in like the worst ways possible who unfortunately did um, pass by suicide it's just like so awful all around 
Yeah. Yeah, so I feel like kind of why this... I don't know if it um came out now just... I probably just coincidentally maybe, but they knew this was coming up because in February 2020, that's when Larry was indicted by the prosecutors for sex trafficking, extortion, conspiracy, and all these other charges. A lot of it because of the Cut article that came out and right. uh, everything like that. Um, but it is an interesting setup because Isabella Pollock, who kind of, who went to support him in court and then having to go to court her fucking self because she was the one who was like the bookkeeper yep. and everything like that. So she was charged with conspi- conspiring to engage in sex trafficking, money laundering and all that in 2021. And then this year she pled guilty to conspiracy to launder money as part of a plea agreement. So she faces about five years in prison and she gets sentenced February, 2023 and she also, the prosecutors also specified that the illegal activities supporting her plea were sex trafficking and extortion. And so she, like, even admitted, she said, I knew what I was doing was wrong and against the law. Yeah. And then, so during the trial, like, one of the victims, I think it was Claudia, like, just talked about how he was grooming her in college mm-hmm. and then, like, manipulated her into going into sex work. And then, like, people saw the videos and they just detailed like all these like horrific acts of abuse, like physical, mental, everything. And then also at the same time, Larry's lawyers argued that he was caught up in a group delusion that <sighs> Talia's friends and roommates crafted in a conspiracy against him. Like, fuck off. Right. This was just so honestly almost comical to me because like when he finally was standing trial, one of the victims testified against him. During her testimony, uh, Larry had some kind of seizure, got carried out on a stretcher. But the people who were like in the courtroom were like, yeah, he kind of was on the stretcher, like looking around to see how many people. Even in photos, uh, it looked like that. Yeah. And you're like, usually when someone has a seizure, they're not. I like they they do not have like capability to do any of that. I know. And it totally gave me vibes of like when you just show up to court in like a neck brace. Mm-hmm. trying to get sympathy the opposite of Lindsay lohan's fuck you nails yeah <laughs> exactly and then when they resumed the testimony he tried to do it again nah, yeah. which was just like bro and it didn't work it doesn't matter because no. he was found guilty of 15 counts and faces up to 120 years, in, years prison. in prison um yeah that happened in 20 the april of this year so 2022 and yeah. it was all for like carrying out a racketeering conspiracy, violent crime, in aid of racketeering, extortion, sex trafficking, forced labor, tax evasion, and Jeez. money laundering. And also the ju- the jury, of course, took less than a day of deliberations on this because yeah. how, do you, how do you not see that? Right, after like a four-week trial, because especially after you see those videos, it's really hard to mm-hmm. believe anything other than like, this guy is a monster. And then, um, so his sentencing was scheduled for September 2022. Uh, It was pushed to December 1st, so we'll see what happens with that. Mm -hmm. But each charge against him has, like, a sentence that has a minimum of 15 years in prison to a maximum of a life sentence. So I just feel like this guy is not getting... Like, he's 62. I don't think he's going to make it out alive. I don't think so. But it's usually the way fucking the world works sometimes. This watch he lives to 115 and can walk for You know what I mean? Oh like, my God. We were, I was just talking about that with my friends for some other unrelated evil person. And we're just like, yeah, the evil keeps him alive. It just. Hmm. Quite literally. Yeah. And I don't like, understand. We got to be meaner. 
<laughs> I, I think so. I, I it's like and I but I think it's, it's so hard. I'll like I'll like accidentally cut someone in line and I'll start crying, being like, "Do you hate me?" And they're like, "I didn't even notice you cut me." Like yeah. I, I'm not built for the evil life. <laughs> no, no, definitely not. Yeah. So, but it is it, it is one of those insane things because, like you said, he's sixty. Two, at this time, we'll be very curious to see what happens December 1st. Hopefully it stays at that date so we can update you. Um, The lawyer against him said today's verdict finally brings him to justice. The verdict would not have been possible without the victims who testified in court. And everyone is in awe of their bravery in the face of this incredible trauma. Because it really is impressive because they really went through such insane stuff that I'm sure they only just wanted to block out and not ever think about again. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, yeah, oh, yeah, totally. But did you think, because uh, the doc was like an hour 40 long, did you think it was a good retelling of it? Would you recommend it to our listeners if they have not watched it yet? So I think if you've read the Cut article, uh, you don't really need to watch the documentary. Like, I think it was just kind of a lot of the same information. I think you could just skip to like the end where they cover the trial. That's just like my personal take. I, I mean, yeah, cause it's seeing the, the videos was like chilling, but also something I didn't really need to see. It kind of just made me very upset, yeah. Which I guess is, I'm sure what they were going for. They don't want you not to leave this documentary yeah. upset. But it is very heavy. It, it's, 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 it's a heavy, yeah. Yeah, but if you've never heard of this case, like, you know, definitely give it a watch. I would, I would watch it first and then read the Cut article because mm-hmm. I just think the Cut article really, like, I don't know, just goes into, like, the most detail as they tend to do. It's a long read, so it'll it'll take you longer than the hour and a half, maybe. That's actually true. Yeah, honestly. Yeah, they're editors. Yeah. What they're doing. But I think, like, given given what they had, like, it was, you know, it was informative. And I also think it was an important documentary, too, because I do feel a lot of people don't know this case that much. Yeah. And it is, like, just to raise awareness on... Because it, it really does shine a light on emotional abuse and manipulation at its core that's starting off and like the power of a narcissist. Totally. To look out for and see signs in, in, hopefully, in their life if they have to or et cetera or anything like that. Yeah. And it does seem like these types of things are becoming not like more common in prevalence, but just mm-hmm. they're coming out more. And I think it's important to understand and not victim blame. A hundred percent. That's the thing. So I think it's it's good to just be aware of how these types of like, you know, out of control situations can arise. How they start. I know I like that's why I really enjoyed that they had the cult expert on it to kind of shed that light. It could have benefited maybe from like an like um, an because they didn't have like an abuse expert, like an emotional, you know, what I mean, someone that's true. Yeah, like a domestic because I think it could have had like a level of that. But um, otherwise, I thought that she really shed some good light onto that level of how it can play out. Yeah, totally fair. I mean, now I just we'll, we'll make our when we make our own documentary, we'll be sure to highlight get a lot of different experts in there. Totally. <laughs> okay, so for today's game, we're gonna bring it all the way back to beer pong and dining halls and find out Ooh. if you are both smarter. Than a college student. Lord, <laughs> I mean, I have hopefully. compiled a list of college-level questions. Okay, we have some geography, some Latin, Oof. Not geography. Uh, some okay. art Latin. history. Oh I'm God. a communications Literature. major. I didn't take any of these classes. Okay. <laughs> and we will find out who actually paid attention during their lectures. 
Okay. Uh, okay. Oh. Danny, you are up first. Okay. Here's your first question. What is the half of the planet located above or below the equator called? Oh, the Northern Hemisphere? Okay, no that is correct. We were oh. looking for hemisphere, but yes, that oh, is okay. that is correct. Well done, Danny. Woo. All right, on the board. Uh, Sarah, this one's to you. We've got some art history here. Which Great. famous Dutch painter painted irises and portraits of Dr. Gachet has the record for the most money ever paid for a single painting? Irises. Was that Van Gogh? That is correct, Sarah. Oh, you know your art. Phew. Well done. I thought he made all his money after he died. I thought so too. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. Well, not he doesn't like I guess Oh, um, like it wasn't paid to him. No, no, he never got, got the money. <laughs> I got you, I got you. Some rich like auction house got millions upon millions like of dollars. If anyone's a medium and can talk to Van Gogh, let me know if he's okay with that. <laughs> he's famous, but mm. <gasps> Well, have either of you been to the Van Gogh Museum in Amsterdam? No, sadly. No, I was torn between. I went to the other one that I kind of was like, why did I go to that one? Instead the Rijksmuseum, the Royal yes. Museum. Yeah. It's literally next door. Um, that the was, Van Gogh yeah. Museum is incredible because they have paintings from all over his entire career. So uh, you see like the beginning of him like painting and sketching hands or whatever all the way to his like impressionist period. And it's such a sad story because, yeah, he died completely penniless and then became one of the most loved and revered and expensive artists ever. It's crazy. Really? is, Yeah, you know, that that does make me sad. And he has a whole museum about him now. But he he couldn't even get in a museum before. (laughs) A tortured artist. Oh, Amsterdam is so chic, too. Study abroad, though, if you guys are looking for one. (laughs) I didn't, but it was fun. All right, Danny, uh, this next question is for you. What is the Latin term for a blank state? Oh. Which usually refers to an empty mind ready for filling with information. Isn't it tabula rasa? That is correct, Danny. Wow. You know your Latin. Damn, Danny, I always, because I always, I know, um, I would always confuse it with in media res. Because that's like, isn't that huh. Shakespeare where it picks up in the middle of the drama? In media res. I didn't know I that term. I not know. Okay. Fascinating. Okay. I'll go to grad school. <laughs> and the third Latin phrase I know is semper ubi sabubi, always wear underwear. <laughs> and that's <laughs> the skill set I have. That's hilarious. Did you actually take Latin? I took it in middle school. Oh, you did. Um, and my teacher actually went on holiday in Christmas to Canada to visit an ex-boyfriend, got engaged, never came back. So we had a substitute who just did, um, who just like showed us dancing videos of like him oh dancing. <laughs> so like not like, the, like he did, um, he was like not a professional ballroom dancer, but just like to ballroom dance. Show, show us ballroom <laughs> oh dancing videos. Oh my God. And this but was before Ubi TikTok. Ubi stuck. <laughs> Do you not understand my entire, like if my entire, like I can't even, it would, he would have done so well on TikTok, but here we go. That are. is so funny. Incredible. All right, Sarah, this next question is for you. There are three countries of the world that are located entirely inside another country. Name two of the three. Countries located inside another country. The Vatican. That is one. Yes. One more. Countries located inside another country. Um, okay. Let me think. Um, I, I will give you a hint. This one's a little tough. There's one of them. What was the hint? 
Yeah, I was like, thanks. I know that. <laughs> so one of them is located entirely inside South Africa. And the other one is also in Italy. Oh, word? Okay. Um, uh-huh. Italy. South Africa. God, I know nothing about either of these places. Uh, that's not uh, true. I know stuff about Italy. Um, oh, after I say this, I'm going to think of the right answer. Is it Sardinia? That is incorrect, Sarah. Danny, like it could be. Do you know? Oh, fuck. Is it Congo? Incorrect. The correct oh. answers were Lesotho. Lesotho. Yeah. I don't know how to pronounce what? that. But that's inside South Africa. It's a okay. tiny little piece inside South Africa. And the Italian it's one no, okay. no. is yeah. San Marino. Okay, I never huh? knew this place. No. San Marino? Literally, it- I'm sitting behind a map of Italy. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> 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 oh, oh, I thought no. the Democratic Republic of Congo was its own thing, but I guess not. It is, Isn't but it's not inside it's not completely oh. inside another country. You know I what I mean? I think San Marino's a beach, too. No, it's landlocked. Um, it is in the northeast, near Damn the northeast it. coast of I've Italy. I've actually never heard of this, so I feel I've like never heard of this okay either. with myself. Yeah. Geography's also not my forte. Not at all. Well, speaking of geography, Danny, oh. this next question <laughs> is for you. Name any country that is on the island of Borneo. Survivor fans uh, what? would oh, know no. this. You could have just any said name country. any country, and I honestly would be stumped also. <laughs> it's like where my brain just goes blank. I'm like, uh, uh, Michigan, um, I do not know where Borneo is. I do not watch Survivor. Um, oh, that's too bad. Have, you, have either of you seen Billy on the Street, Billy Eichner's show? Yeah. Hilarious. There's one, uh, you know, he goes around like for a dollar, like do something. Yeah. There's one clip that lives rent free in my mind, which is he goes up to a girl and is like, name a woman for a dollar. Oh, yeah. She just can't. She's what? like, uh, uh, uh. Oh, <laughs> so she true. literally cannot name a single woman. She could have said her own name. She never does. Okay, me? Like, uh, my, my rent-free clip of it is the girl who's like, I think, I forget what movie he talks about, where she's like, you got the wrong girl at the right time to put you in a wrong situation or something, when she gets so mad at him. It's so funny. <laughs> I need to watch that one. That's so funny. Uh, right, but Danny, yeah, I, sorry enough, to this uh, island. <laughs> enough <laughs> stalling. There's three countries is that a hint? That are Stalin? The, oh. <laughs> three countries that are on the island of Borneo. It is in the Pacific Ocean. Babe, you're just saying words now that you're tr- you're trying to make so- there's no light on. <laughs> all right, uh, the three countries are Indonesia, Malaysia, what? and Brunei. They're all on the island of Borneo. Well, I didn't know. Okay, okay. Yeah, I thought Indonesia was that's for Survivor. Island. I, I thought so too. Famously, the first season of Survivor took place in Borneo. Nice. Oh, I know. I really thought Indonesia was on island too. I'm learning something. Yeah. Well, yeah, Indonesia is like a collection of islands and uh, Borneo is one of them. But there's also another country on this island? There's two other countries on that island? There's two other countries, yeah. Ah, wow, okay. It's it's, Big uh, island, I guess. Big island. (laughs) 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 One island, three countries. Interesting. Okay, next up, uh, Sarah, we have a little bit of um, game history here. The game of Monopoly is based on the streets in what New Jersey city? What? New Jersey? Huh? There's a Park Avenue. What are you, nuts? <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Okay, there's like Magnolia, right? I'm going to go, I don't know. I'm this is geography, I know. If you gave me Jersey geography, I'd know this. <laughs> going to go with Hoboken. Incorrect. The correct answer was Atlantic, Atlantic City. City. Yep. I was going to say you've been it. there. Oh. But I guess you've been to a lot of places in New Jersey, so I wouldn't help you. I have been to Atlantic City. I've just never remarked on the street signs, mostly because I have not left the hotel. <laughs> You're just under the boardwalk. Wait, you want to know how stupid I am? I, I was realizing that there's all the Hoboken streets are like named after presidents. And I yeah. literally was like, but what about Clinton Street? I forgot, like, the, one of the most recent presidents. <laughs> I was like, what is that named after then? I was like, <laughs> just to remind everybody how dumb you can be. And I have a college degree, so don't let that hold you back. In our defense, uh, none of this ever came up when I was at school. I was never asked any of this. <laughs> I had a core curriculum skated past all that and then after all my classes were like what is twitter <laughs> like literally why did i go to college oh I don't even know. man all right uh danny uh this next question is for you and we only have two questions left so let's make them oh, count God. name a- one of the authors of the communist manifesto oh that's not Karl marx is it that is correct danny well done yes do you know the other one Probably, but I'm I not didn't know say there it was another only, one. I only had to name one. I just thought it was Karl Marx. <laughs> There's Oops. no extra credit. And I read that thing. Uh, the other one was Friedrich Engels. Yeah, Engels. Oh, nice. eh. yeah. Poor guy doesn't really get the credit. No, never does. Is his name in like the small like forward by? <laughs> no one, no one hides that boy up. So you know what? I'm glad we're bringing him up because he's getting the he's getting the Van Gogh treatment. Yeah, justice, justice for Karl. Yeah. I mean, Friedrich. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sarah, this is the last question. Oh, boy. And it's literature. Oh, thank God. In Nathaniel <laughs> Hawthorne's The Scarlet Letter, what did the letter A stand for? Adulterer. Or adultery. That is correct. Adultery, but okay. well done, Sarah. Right. That is correct. Woo! Ugh, easy A. Such a good movie. <laughs> great movie. Honestly, so good. Uh, unfortunately, Sarah, even though you got that last question correct, it was not enough to prove no, that you were smarter okay. than a college student. But Danny, you are smarter than a college student. Well done. Oh. You win today's game. <laughs> Woo! Shout out to all you college kids. I'm smarter than you. They're like, they're like you know you're not. <laughs> or also, they're like, enjoy your lower back pain, you old bitch. <laughs> Facts. Oh my god. Oh god. But thank you for such a fun game. Blast from the back. Now I want to listen to like the music that was popular when we were in college. Like David Guetta. Yes. <laughs> what happened you know to that guy? Like, he has the song with BB Rexa now. I'm blue. Oh. Ew. So. <laughs> no, I just I hate that every fucking song is like is just now, a new song of the same song. Yeah, like they like fucking Dua Lipa and Elton John did that Rocket Man remix. I'm like, no mm. one needs that. The original was great. Exactly, I hate it's, like that all, shit. it's all the reboots. Sarah, it's this so is how true. you know you're not a college kid because you're old. Literally, you're like, all these. Because I know where the, the f- real song comes from. Yeah, you're like kids these days. <laughs> They're like, does it come from the guy singing it? Yeah, no originality. Uh, anyway, not. <laughs> 
But if you have any thoughts on this episode or thoughts on songs like Sarah that you just had it with, <laughs> obviously let us know in the Facebook group, Not Another True Crime group. We love when you join or you can follow us on Instagram at Not Another True Crime. You can follow me on Instagram at Cashmere Danny, Cashmere with a K. You can follow me at Sarah Lameem. And thanks for listening. We'll be back next week. Not Another True Crime podcast is produced by Jorge Morales Pico, Sean Kilby, and Rebecca Sosmacat. Editing by Jorge Morales Pico. Social media by Sarah Levine. Be sure to follow at Not Another True Crime on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And send all of your emails to NATC at Betches.com. Betches.